audition in three years and made a lot of choices oh my god <coughs> and I'm also still sick um, so I was I was thinking today well no I was thinking like the other day as I was messaging my opinion to friends about something benign and stupid I was like how do I how do I have 20 minutes of me speaking every week and then still have so many more opinions that I have yet to voice throughout the week? Like, that seems truly insane. Anyway, um, I went on an audition, an audition, this today. This today. Um, but I have a lot more podcast notes, so I'm going to do the podcast notes and then I'm going to talk about the audition. Um, so my podcast notes, I'm literally just going to list them off. Um, first one. I love Instagram comments because I really do. Whenever like a friend is like, how did you do this? Or I like that you did this or comes up with like a funny joke or like, yeah, it's Branda. I am 100% on board with that. I really enjoy that. That's really validating for me, which is um, a lot like Riverdale, which came back this week. And also my Netflix no longer tells me when there's new episodes of things that I watch. It just tells me things that I don't care about. Like, I don't care about Spanish Gossip Girl. I'm not going to watch that. But I am currently watching Riverdale because it's basically just porn now. They understand that we came to look at sexy boys and they fully don't understand the meaning of Jailhouse Rock. Specifically the line, if you can't find a partner, just find a wooden chair. Um, because it's about prison fucking. Um, so... That's essentially, that's that's that. And also Hiram Lodge is fine. Oh, he's so pretty. Um, all the, literally every single actor in quotation on that show is just there to be pretty, except for Alice Cooper, who is there to do serious acting work. If she doesn't get a Golden Globe by the end of this whole run, it will be for naught because she is giving 110%. So... Speaking of television, um, I might watch The Bylife because there's a cute boy on it. Um, but I also have many, many thoughts. Um, the first thought that I stole from Twitter because I saw it on Twitter is why is everyone so skinny? There's like, literally there's five, five, there's five men, five women, plus like one fat one to vote off after the first episode. Like clearly, clearly they, um, they, they, they they just have lazied up a lot. It's it's very um it seems very binary for the sake of being binary. It's very much like I like girls and boys. I like both the sexes. There are only two genders. Um it, which which seems like a weird choice from a um from a project by Courtney Act. Um also why so one, there are way too few people. If there's like there's like 11 people. There need to be at least 35. 
like there need to be at the start of it there need to be so many that you don't even remember the first five people eliminated it needs to be like rupaul's drag race where there's just like tempest du jour that you never hear from again um or someone comes off with like a miss vangie and we um immortalize them in the pantheon of culture um yeah my second thought is my final thought on this um which i'm not going to watch it because I'm busy and I don't like reality shows, um, is why are they in swimsuits? I don't understand, I don't understand why they put all these contestants in swimsuits. Also, all the men are, look exactly the same. They're all like thin, buff, with abs. And it's like, I want like a real thin twink. And then I want like a hairy bear with a dad bod. That's what I want. That's what I came here for. If you're gonna have them in swimsuits, I want it to look like the porn that I watch. Yeah, and I also wanted them in gowns. I just like Courtney Act leading a leading a reality show about bisexual people dating. I wanted them in formal attire. I wanted them in like a look, like a solid look. Um, and I feel like one episode they they would have to make a gown and Courtney Act and a bunch of guest judges judge them. Um, I feel like that would have been more interesting. And also I feel like they're just being like, ooh, you know what? Love Island works. Can we just use that but with bisexual people? And it's like, ugh, get your own IP. Come on now. Like, <clears throat> I want one where it's like scheduled. Like, like, there's like, ooh, there's a gala dinner today, and then tomorrow there's lunch on the, on the, on the, on the terrace, and then the day after there's a ball, and then the day after that there's a polo match, um, and then the day after that we all go to Clarence's for tea. Um, I want that. I want that as a reality show. That is a reality show that I would watch. Something that is very, very structured and has a good schedule and keeps people busy. Um... I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be trash and I'm not going to watch it. So, um, <clears throat> I took a five hour nap on Thursday because I am sick. Don't know if you can tell by the sound of my voice, but uh, <laughs> I'm sick. And, and I woke up and I went to a gig and then I came back and Sarah was like, you're not going to sleep for the rest of the night. I slept clear from 1030 until 630, just like out like a light. Um, <clears throat> So that's a, that's a bad thing. A good thing is uh, Lizzo playing flute, which um, the songstress Lizzo, if you are not on the train yet, you need to get on the Lizzo train. You need to bring all of your friends because it is a party that will not stop. She is wonderful. She's so talented. She's so funny. She's so brilliant. And she just wants you to recognize her talent. So get on the Lizzo train and you can listen to Boys, her summer jam, which truly was iconic. Um, Yes, a hundred percent. Right. Oh my god, I have I have so many things to talk about, and we have so few time. Um, so the I did a wedding on um, continuing on from from Thursday. I did a wedding on Saturday, and the bride. So it was booked by the mother-in-law, um, as a ceremony. The bride was like, I don't want a harpist at my ceremony. For some reason, someone told her that the harpists play in the porch outside before the ceremony and then after the ceremony and I have done about 10 weddings at this venue and I have never ever done 
a wedding outside like in 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 the porch because it's a stupid place to put us because it's like direct sunlight and next to an open door in october it's like no that's terrible um so her mother-in-law booked me for the ceremony and then she she was like oh i wanted you for an hour outside and then nothing during the ceremony and then for the for the rest of the drinks reception and I was like well that's a drinks reception you need to pay me for the drinks reception then and she was like oh no I can't afford it and I'm like you booked out an entire goddamn hotel for the weekend and 75 pounds more for a harpist that you didn't even pay the beginning 185 pounds of like and these are really reduced rates because you booked me back in 2017 when my rates were low. I mean, like, come on. Fuck you. Jesus Christ. Get on the train. Just pay me what I'm worth. Um, and she was like, well, how long do we have you for? And I, um, if a wedding client asks me hours instead of, like, parts of the day, because, like, like a drink ceremony is around about an hour and a half but it can go over and it can go under and there's no kind of like st- like stiff rule about that but like the the line is at about like an hour and a half that's when we're like are they are they going in you're sort of looking at your watch um and like with a ceremony it's kind of like it's it's sort of 20 20 15 20 minutes beforehand and then the walk in the signing the walk out and then while well, everyone walks out and then you're done but like there's so much more work that you have to do there you have to like figure out what they want which is like bleeding a stone sometimes um and it's just like like there's so much more work that goes into the quote that I give people um and for them to be like oh what what are we paying you an hour doesn't make sense because they're not because it's like two different things it's like one you're paying me for background music two you're paying me essentially for a tiny concert a tiny private concert um and so she was like and so I was like well you have me for um I think I said like an hour and a half and she was like okay great um and so I played an hour before the ceremony and then they went in for the ceremony they were 10 minutes late getting into the ceremony and then she was like okay I only want you playing from 3 until 3 30 so I went and I and I played from 3 until 3.30, but they didn't come out until 3.15. So I only played 15 minutes and then packed up because I was like, this is so stupid. So I think by that point, I was like, this is truly horrible. Um, and they had 14 bridesmaids. That's too many. That's an exercise in how many blue dresses you can buy. Um, which is, yeah, that's too many. That's too many unless they are all like your friends that are all the same age. Like, I love those ones. I love those ones where it's kind of like, like seven of each, like seven groomsmen, seven bridesmaids, and they all look exactly the same and they're all in the same dress and they're all like friends. I like those. I like those because I think those work really well. Um, but that is, that is for a bigger venue. This is not a big venue. This is like, you can get maybe three people on at the front without mass, majorly obscuring everyone's view. Um, so this was too many people. Um, I'm also watching American Horror Story. I know, I know. This season is truly bizarre, and Sarah Paulson is playing six different characters who all look the same, but one is blonde. Um, and then my final point in the points section of this podcast 
is where is Angela Bassett? Because she's meant to be an American horror story. Um, and and she's the best bit of American horror story. She's the bit that I tune in for, honestly. I mean, Joan Collins is dead, spoiler alert. So I mean, like, it's just a mess now. I guess we're just all waiting for, waiting for Angela Bassett, which is the, the title of this episode. Right, audition. Okay, the bit the the bit that we've all been waiting for with 10 minutes to spare. Okay, so the project is, I'm going to just tell you all the things because they didn't make me sign anything. Um, the project is kind of a jazz version of Monteverdi's The Coronation of Popina. Popina. Um, and they were like, what part do you want to sing? Um, it's, it's a range from a bottom G to like a, a middle C ish, no, like a like a like a like a, a C on the scale. C on the scale is that right? C on the stave um, for one character, and it's a middle C to a high G for the other character. And I was like, I can literally do both. Um, and they, um, yeah, they they gave me the high part, which was really fucking high, um, and they. Like, I just, I, for some reason, so they gave me the music on Friday night for the Sunday audition, um, and it was four pages, um, it was a recitative, which, for those of you who don't do opera, is, like, the singy bit, the talky singy bit, before you get into, like, the actual song, and then an aria, which is, like, an actual song, um, but this one had, like, lots of runs and things, and they were like, don't sing it in operatic style, sing it in your style, and I was like, okay, I can do this. Um, and so I went, um, so I learned it. Uh, I went to this wedding on Saturday. I came back and I did like a full hour long run through with Crash, who, a uh, friend of the pod, Crash Wiggly, um, who just sort of like was just really helpful just to, to walk it through and everything and just to get the notes there and everything, get the, um, cause like placement and stuff for Top G. Um, we were kind of like trying to not do an operatic sound up there. Uh, but again, I'm sick. So I kind of like tried my best, I think is, is the rule. Um, so anyway, I, I learned this four page piece um, and they're like, bring another piece along that you like to sing. And I was like, perfect. Um, and I was going to do um, someone to watch over me. And then Crash suggested I do Sunday Kind of Love. Um, which honestly was the best choice because it wasn't until like the very end of the audition where like the pianist was like, oh, Sunday kind of love. And I was like, yes, honey, she thought of everything. Oh, she came to win. She didn't come to play. She came to win. Um, yeah, so so the, um, so I, I got there for 12.30 because I was like, okay, they're gonna usher me in because the last audition I ever went on was like a music college audition which um, as you can see I am a working musician so I did not go to music college yes honey she came to read she came to read and she came to burn um, so <laughs> so I was kind of, that's the only style of audition that I'm kind of used to and this was much more of a like a like a communicate with us, tell us your feelings kind of audition. This was much much better. Actually, no, I did that one that I was horribly underqualified for, uh, for no apparent reason. It was like Benjamin Britten, um, choir Carol, choir carols. What you know the one? You know the one. Um, and 
they were like, can you play this pedal harp? And it was before I even touched a pedal harp and I was like, sure. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was very, very much, I, I, I was a lot more prepared for this one than I think I've ever been. And like going into the audition, I was like, they know what I sound like. They heard what I sound like. They can, they like they have, they've invited me to be myself, not to kind of like put on this, this voice that I have to do. Anyway, so the previous singer came out and like she was just talking to the to the woman showing people in and out and I was like, oh, like a hundred percent that is a jazz singer for the the other for the lower role. Um and for the upper role, they had put on the little thing that they were looking for mature singers. And I was like, how dare you? Um, um, I, I genuinely did say that in the audition. I was like, how dare you? Um, and they loved it. Uh, but it's like a site-specific um, project or whatever that they're doing in like the the tax office. I know, interesting. Um, so like, so we did, I did Sunday Kind of Love and there was a page turn because I printed it double-sided and the, the pianist didn't know what to do. Um, but we really le- lent into that and created wonderful comedy from that. So that was nice. Um, and also it was in this gigantic studio and it was just, oh, I like singing in big spaces for auditions. Actually, I like singing in big spaces anyway. I think that's really nice. I think it's really nice to sing in a nice acoustic. Wow, Sam, groundbreaking. Anyway, so they had me sing the um, the part that they had me learn, um, and I sang it through, um, and I sang through the second half, the aria, um, and then she was like, "Okay, can we sing the first half through, but kind of in reverse?" So, so um, you're kind of like you're sad, and you're kind of like, like, like kind of disinterested at the beginning, and then by the end, you're kind of like you're kind of coming, you're kind of orgasming, and I was like. Yes, I 100% have a lived experience of this. Um, And so I did it and the pianist felt very uncomfortable. Um, And I feel like I nailed it. The pianist was also the musical director, so I 100% do not have this job. But they didn't make me sign anything, so I'm going to talk about it. Uh, (laughs) Should have had me sign something. Um, So the the second, for the aria, um, because like in the, in the, show in the opera that's what it's called the character is saying goodbye to like her kind of lover that she doesn't really like that much um and so she was so the artist um behind it was like can you do this like you're kind of on the phone and you're not really bothered you're kind of you know you're, you're smoking a cigarette and then she was just like yeah just kind of make some choices do some acting children I chewed up every single inch of that space. Like, um, I just, I just sort of went for it and I made some choices. So I kind of like started singing and this is like, like a, like a a classical aria, started singing, unpicked a wedgie, did a little squat, took off my shoes, threw my shoes behind me, sat on a chair, realized that I was kind of halfway through, sat, this is all while singing, went upside down on the chair, just let my, let my head fall back onto the floor while belting, and then kind of got up, didn't, wasn't, wasn't expecting to get up, had a little bit of a vocal like, um, to get up to like the, the high G at the very, very end of the phrase. And then just sort of like, at the end, I was just like, da, da, da. Okay, we're done. 
Um, honestly, I came to make comedy and I came to be myself. And um, if I don't get this role, at least I will have made very, very good choices. And it's only like a week long research project. Like it's not like, um, it's not like it's like a, like a long, it's not like there's going to be a lot of promotion about it. Um, so I, I'm not too bothered. I'm not too worried about it. Um, and then I wore my jumpsuit because I'm lazy and I love to be comfortable and look nice. Um, or just, I'm living my most comfortable life and you can't take that away from me. And so I came out and the um, the other auditioners were there because they were running really late. Um, and they were all like dressed as opera singers. They were like in knee length dresses and mid heels. And I was like, Oh, I'm the last of the fun ones. Oh, okay. Oh, that's sad. Um, but I feel like I nailed it, honestly. Well, to be honest, I don't really care. But I'd like the money. Um, and I feel like it would be a fun thing to do. But, um, yeah. Oh, and the woman had um, come to the, art, uh, the Sky in the Room art installation. And so she'd seen me sing for like two hours. So I was like, yay! Anyway, yeah, that has been... It's been a weekend, everyone. It's been a weekend. Um, and I will see you next week. My advice to you, make choices. Make some bold-ass choices. Bye, everyone.